What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of the Who is VGT3 Project. I have a special guest. His name is Adeline. Goes by Grant Four. Producer, rapper, musician. I actually work with him at, at Assurian as a uh, in-home expert. Talented dude. Um, struck up a conversation one day and found out that he's big into music. If anyone knows me, I'm, I'm huge into music as well. I have a great appreciation for anyone who who develops that as a skill. Um, and he's really talented too. Um, I'm glad I got to speak with him. The podcast is about an hour long. We dive into what music means to us, how he got involved in music, how long he's been doing it. And uh, I mean, I think both of us can really say that, you know, music has really played an integral part of our lives, even to say that music saved us um, from a lot of turmoil, you know, and, and saved our lives. So enjoy, as always, ladies and gentlemen, welcome, Edlin Rodriguez, a.k.a. Grant Four. sound <laughs> all right all right so here we go i'm in the uh i'm in the dungeon with uh with my boy um edlin he actually works with me at assurian and we actually uh just struck up a conversation <laughs> you've been there with me for like a few months yeah since october and we just like one day you're just like hey man what's up you got a you got a radio voice man and i was like yeah i got a podcast <laughs> and uh that's uh, when I talk to people, that's usually like what comes up now, and this now this is what happens is then, then I come over and I talk to them. That's cool. Um, so real quick, man, just uh, let the listeners know who you are and, and a little bit about you. All right, my name, government name is Edwin Rodriguez, also known as the artist Grant Four, producer, rapper, <laughs> musician for hire. Okay. So. Got your hands on everything. I try. So the uh, I didn't know that about you, um, which is, is crazy because when you kind of work with people, you see them as just another employee. But we tend to forget that outside of the work environment, you I mean we have different talents, different passions, and uh, when I checked out your Instagram page, um, you're doing it. You're, you're out here, uh, and then I come over, you got a dedicated studio um, that, you know, to, to develop your craft. So tell me a little bit about that journey. Um, how did you get into music? Oh, well, uh, it started at very young. Uh, I was going to start telling you that the piano story uh, before we started recording. Uh, that was one of the earliest memories I did have about music. I remember my priest telling me when I was fiddling around with the piano that... I was I was a natural and I had a gift and I should hone that and nothing happened. <laughs> nothing okay. happened until my like my teens. Okay. Uh, I tried to pick up the guitar. I got it for Christmas one year. Didn't work. Uh, and then I ended up buying my own bass at like sixteen, and that's when it really like all right. I bought it. I was gonna dedicate time to sure. it. Sure. So uh, that's when it really started. 
So I started playing, uh, I tried playing uh, My Chemical Romance covers uh, mm-hmm. and just things like that to learn how to play uh, simple chords, basically. Yeah. So what, how did you, how did, I mean, did you, what did you consult in, um, when you were learning? Were you just trying to listen for the different chords? It was, it was a lot of ear work. Okay. It was, I'm not classically trained whatsoever. I've never been trained in anything. I'm all self-taught. Okay. So, uh, I, I also depended on tabs. So, so once in a while when it came for like, when it came to like certain chords, it was just like, I wanted to look at the tab, tabs of it. And so I could figure out. Okay. where my fingers would be placed and things like that but yeah i mean that's that's what uh i mean that's what youtube is really great for because they got so many people that know exactly what they're doing so anytime i'm trying to learn anything yeah uh, like i was kind of telling you earlier i just got a guitar just like a cheap acoustic um i mean i, I know nothing about it like like, so, so i had like tune like i'm tuning it right now and that was like an hour ordeal i can do that i'll bite here yeah so I like i was like okay because i got the little the the tuner and i'm like okay i'm gonna do that and it literally took me an hour just to and i still don't think it's right <laughs> so um but yeah just everything i mean is on youtube so if you want to learn anything um but being able to my when you were talking about when you bought it it became real yeah um which i think is an important thing because once you kind of dedicate your monetary your resources to something it makes it a lot easier to yeah to sit down and because you've invested yes and so it's an investment and when you do that it becomes real you're like all right now i if i don't know how to do it now i need to learn yep um and i've always appreciated self-taught anything if you're self-taught in computers or self-taught in music self-taught in you know baking or whatever it is um because i feel like you there's more passion there versus like going to school and learning the the traditional way to go out of your way and grind it out um when you're self-taught you probably have a lot more failures oh yeah um, than if you're going to school and you're learning the the fundamentals you're gonna have a lot more failures being self-taught because you don't know what the hell you're doing. Exactly. So, got into piano. Didn't didn't really work. Nope. Got into some some string elements. Six string, definitely. Uh, and uh, so so then what kind of uh, what what kind of took place from being like a novice to now you having this whole studio? Okay, so uh, I want to say that. What really took place was me joining bands, late high school, early college age. Okay. Like, I I was in metal bands, I was in prog bands, and I was in uh, in punk bands. So all those different styles has kind of opened up my world because I was mostly hip hop based when I was a kid, you mm-hmm. know. So I had an uncle who actually got me really into. The Doors and uh, Stone Temple Pilots and just random shit. Yeah. When I was a kid, I was a little kid <laughs> listening right, right. to this stuff, you know? And uh, it stuck, and I still listen to that shit now. Yeah, I was, uh, I mean, you could probably just tell by my walk, is I grew up with hip-hop. <laughs> and uh, my uh, my dad, he was in and out of my life a lot, like, you know, prison and just you know, kind of an abusive, I was in foster care. Uh, we'll kind of roll over that story. Uh, but he was big into rock. And at that point in time, I was hip-hop. 
Okay. And I was like, fuck all that. Um, I just was like resentment and everything because I shared the same name as him. Gotcha. But I went by my middle name, Gene. Okay. So go. Um, and then um, now people call me Vernon, my, my government name. So I, at a point in time, I was like, I'm going to do everything to, to be rebellious. So I didn't listen to rock music. Okay. But when I got older, that a lot of that stuff started fading away because I'm like, why am I still mad? Like, why am I still, like, going out of my way to hold grudges? And I had friends that, like, listen to rock and uh, alternative and, you know, all those. And I was like, man, this shit snaps. And then I started, like, opening up my catalog to, you know, just um, old school, like, R&B, old school okay. jazz, old school, yeah. you know, anything that was, like, that I missed out on because yeah. I was rebellious. Because I was like, I'm hip-hop till I die. Yeah. And fuck everything else. Yeah, when we're young, we choose sides so easily. And then when you kind of grow up, you're like, this, this other stuff is is good too, because everything kind of has like a message to it. Yep. And I just I'm appreciative of artistic ability and being able to um, articulate just the way you feel through song. Uh, it just it sticks with me. So bands kind of shaped you. Yeah. Um. And what, what was it about, like, the band atmosphere? Was it just being a part of a team? or? or... It was the jam sessions. Okay. That just was the flow? It was the being able to create on the go and eventually finding that pocket and making something beautiful out of it. Yeah. And, that, and it always sticks to me. Whenever I want to, like, collaborate with somebody, you're always going to hit that we might not work because right now we're having issues like clashing with our sounds but if you fight through it you always end up coming out with something that works yeah i mean i th- i'm i'm a big if anyone was listening to any of my other podcasts i'm big on energy and vibe and um when you get that when when you're talking about the pocket uh, that's like that natural flow state and when you can get that like it puts tangles all over your body because you're like man this this shit's happening um and that's what we feel when we listen to music that like really hits us yep um i don't think any i've met anyone that's never felt that when they just hear a song and they're like man this this song was made for me yeah um i got like a catalog of songs where i just listen to like to this day and i'm like this song is my song yeah that's what's up and um man like i i don't know where I don't know where I would be without music. How do you feel about that? Likewise. Uh, Gonna get really personal, I guess. Yeah. Uh, I am bipolar one. So that is, uh, I guess, it's hereditary. Yeah. So I couldn't avoid that shit. Um, As well as uh, paranoia. So uh, I lived with it undiagnosed most of my life sure and i honestly had a really bad manic attack okay and got into a car accident came out unscathed but it was really bad like psychologically yes yeah and uh ended up getting uh put into the hospital for a month uh figuring finding out eventually that i was diagnosed with bipolar and uh it changed me man it really it still shakes me a little bit yeah uh just feeling like I had no purpose and it felt that way I felt hopeless man I was in a really really dark hole and that's when I started making beats 
And as far as the timeline, I mean, how far how far along was this? Like, where you had after the bands and all that stuff. Yeah. Okay, so there's actually a little period there where I was still doing art, but I decided to do rap, mm-hmm. pursue rap for the very first time ever. So that was around 2012. Okay. So I did that for a good four years, and then I took a break. Okay. And then. And then, and then the whole fiasco yeah, happened. I uh, I resonate with that a lot because um, you know military background, just rough childhood. Um, I mean, I had PTSD before PTSD was a thing for sure. Um, and I, my family, you know, luckily I don't think I have any of it, but my mom, she's paranoid schizophrenic as well. Gotcha. Um, and shout out to her though, because she actually tried to make amends like lately. Okay. Because um, at one point, you know, I was in the military trying to reach out to her. She's like, I don't have any son. Oh, shit. So, like, that was a that was a large pill to swallow. Oh, um, but I just realized, I'm like, you know what? And when she reached out to me, I was like, I can either be hateful and just hold a grudge. Or I can be like, you know, like, it's straight. I Like, I made it this far. There's no point in really just, like, being mean to you. Because you've already done enough to yourself. Like, you got grandkids you don't even know about man and so like i don't like to when people are down i don't like to kick them um but yeah so so i kind of dealt with a lot of things too and um you know kind of when you're producing music and and getting production like i was like headphones in 24 7 in class oh, out of class like no nobody could tell me anything and um music definitely like it made me you know, like Eminem is probably one of my like go-to guys because you know he, if anyone doesn't know Eminem, he kind of had it rough, and I felt like most of his songs he was like talking about my life. Like I was like, wow, like you're really there's more, and it made me feel better because I'm like, if he made it, like I can make it, um, and like through the abuse, through the through the tough times, and you know because. I mean, I grew up around this area, too. Okay, good. I grew up in um, the swamps of Florida. And okay. Just, like, in just rough, rough fucking poverty-stricken areas. And anytime we thought we made it out, we were right back. Like, oh, man. You know, you like, you moved from the hood, then you moved right good, back. Man. Yeah, I know um, feeling. Um, so, you know, it, and it gave me, like, drive. Like, and I don't know if I can't speak for everyone, but when I listen to a song that gets me going, I'm fucking like, I'm amped. I'm ready to do some shit. Um, I mean, I'm doing dishes and I'm listening yeah, to music. Yeah, for Because, sure. like, that's the only thing that like, yeah. lets me do dishes. <laughs> I can't just sit there and do dishes without exactly music going. I'm the same way. I'm exa- I swear I'm exactly the same way. So, when did, so there, there's a point where, um, and, I, and I fell victim to this. There's a point where you start getting into music production, and then there's a point where you're like, I can't do this. Oh, boy. What what kept you going? Because when I, when I got in, um, you know, I got I had the keyboard, I had the beat pads, I had, like, a MacBook. I, I, like, I mean, I bought a bunch of shit, and then, like, I don't know if it was because I wasn't patient enough or because I didn't dedicate enough time to it, which now I know, like, that's what it was. Like, I just didn't dedicate time. But what, like, what for you was the determining factor? Like, am I going to continue to do this or am I just going to give this up? Man, I'm trying to remember it. I know I was frustrated. I remember thinking, I just, I can't figure this out. Like, 
Yeah, because there's no manual. You like there, there isn't. There's no like blueprint to it. And then I see like all these guys like they're they're sitting there. Ten minutes. They're like, all right, I'm gonna lay the I'm gonna lay the base. All right, I'm gonna give a couple of like snares. Do do. And then like, all right, let me get get on the cord. Do 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 do. And then they're like, and then you like run it together, and it's a fucking beat. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> look, I'm gonna brag a little bit right now because I completely can relate to that now. Now I can. Uh, so, at that point where I wanted to quit, what kept me going, honestly, was the fact that I was using music as therapy. Yeah. So, it was making me better, in a sense. So, I wanted to keep going because I didn't want to go back to that black hole. Yeah. So, it, it was, it's honestly... I guess I have a better reason than, than others, just because it was already being practiced on a day-to-day basis. It was just already like routine to me. Yeah, that makes sense, because I, I remember when I was getting into it, I think things in my life, because I was in the military, and I think things were okay at that point in time. Um, if I would have done it, or like I had one of those downtrends, I think I might have stuck with it. But... That, that goes to show you that attitude, like, when I look back at, like, some of my biggest breakthroughs, it was from times of complete despair. Like, when I felt like I was rock bottom. Gotcha. Um, that's when I felt like I, I had the most power, in, in a sense, because, like, or I looked at it, I was like, okay, this sucks, but I don't really have anywhere to go but up from here. Yeah. Um, I mean, like... Like, I started running a lot when I was, like, super depressed and super down. And um, that was a point in time where, like, I was in a relationship my, and it didn't go well. So, my kid got taken away. Oh, and, boy. Like, I was getting evicted and, like, my car just got repoed. And I'm literally, like, six months out of the military trying to figure out what the fuck I'm going to do. That's rough. I had another kid on the way. <clears throat> so, like, everything was bad. And the only thing that I could think to do was, like, I'm like... All right, well, I have all this time. I'm going to go run. So, like, I literally would start running, like, till my feet blistered. And um, it just, like, I was alone with my thoughts and my music. Like, I was just running on, like, on rural highways, like, getting, getting almost hit by cars. Damn. And, like, I was just in the zone. I ended up running, like, seven, ten miles at, like, a time just because, like, I needed something to take me away. Understood. So... And I can see, like, because I can resonate with you just kind of listening to that music and being by yourself and just getting lost in that flow. And I can also say that uh, at that time, I was also uh, finally able to go back into the workforce. Okay. That was was a big deal to me, not being able to provide for almost a year. That was a huge deal, being out of work for that long. Uh, Just to my ego... To, <laughs> to just uh, just seeing how much my wife was like really holding shit down, and I was like in admiration. I was kind of like just upset that I wasn't able to do more. Yeah. So at, it, it sucks because you're like proud. Or you're like, man, I'm glad I got somebody that will hold it down. But at the same time, like I felt like shit. Yeah. Yeah, I hear you. So uh, basically, what I ended up doing as an escape sometimes was going to the making beats, just to not feel that way yeah. about myself I was accomplishing something doing something else something that I loved doing since I was a little kid I just never was encouraged to do it professionally 
Yeah, it's crazy because turn that around. It's crazy because like I don't I don't see it a lot anymore. I mean, I I see it with my kids, but like I felt like a lot of people in our generation like they weren't encouraged to think outside the box. They were encouraged to go to school, get good grades, stay in the line, and uh, I can't I can't speak on everyone now because I'm not in like the school like I, I'm not in the curriculum, but I know with my kids like my son he wants to create YouTube videos and he wants to create like he wants to play Fortnite and do like all those things and I remember as a kid like I would have to hide video games like yep. I'd be straight up twelve o'clock at night like when I knew I should have been sleeping but I was so like. It was fun to me, you know, something I love to do, but, like, I had to hide it. Yep. And when I told people, like, I love playing video games, like, they're like, oh, you're a nerd. You're yeah. A nerd. <laughs> and now, <laughs> stigma I mean, to it is ridiculous. Now, now, now people are getting million-dollar paychecks for playing esports. Um, but, like, I just, I felt like there was no support. No. There's no support system. There's no, I guess, curriculum to, like, empower you to, like, you know, do music production. I mean, you had, like, choir and you had... Um, the conventional like, like shirt, yeah, like like those classes, but it wasn't sitting down grinding through the night. Like, um, I mean, I've watched hours upon hours of just guys in the studio, just like sitting there smoking weed for for ten, twelve hours, just trying to like write some stuff, and then they're like, "All right, I got it," and then they go in the booth, they kill it, <laughs> and then like, like that's not told anywhere no. other than by someone that's already in the game. Okay. And if we had more of that going on, I think we'd have more. Well, we don't really need it anymore um, because you can do what you're doing right now. Yeah. Set something up in your in your house, get a microphone, computer, instruments, and you can track something now and put it to social media, yep. which I think is an amazing thing for 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 everyone that is a creative that does you know creative content that does you know podcasting that does uh, music production rappers anyone that does anything creative videographers you don't have to wait for someone's permission to do something you can do it yourself permission that's a great one because I think that that was the mindset that I needed to get out of Mm -hmm. as an adult needing the permission to pursue whatever the hell it is that I wanted to do with my life because it I dropped out of college because I fucking wanted to yeah so after that I got shit for it and I let them get to me you know what I'm saying yeah I lived with that for a while I let it go eventually uh just you can't always appease everyone you can't so this <laughs> uh when I got over that it, I was able to basically just, you know, just move on. Yeah, I. The. The old time saying is like, if you try to please everyone, you're you're not gonna please anyone. Um, and if you want to please everyone, then buy an ice cream stand, and even then, you're gonna get people that are lactose intolerant. Um, what I think is important is uh, self awareness. Um, I dropped out of college three times. 
but now I'm like back in it, and it's because I want to do it exactly. Now. Like you have your goals. Um, when when I first got in, it was right out of the military, and that was like the go-to. Oh, go to college, use your use your GI Bill, and I was like, all right, I'll go for business. And what I was learning in business school, I was like, I like this was streets one hundred and one, like the hustle, like the streets gave me my business degree. Because um, we're talking about marketing and, and you know all these economic things, I'm like, homies down the block like did that all the time. And while like, you know, I was never like entrenched in like gang banging. Like I knew friends, I had you know family members that yeah. like were in the game. So like I I was in close proximity, and that's how I got my degree. And then I said, you know what, I'm dropping out. Boom, I, I dropped out, and then went through hard times which calloused me up a little bit and then I got an opportunity to open up my own business. Okay. And then I did my own business and then I started like thinking like, okay, I want to go back to school for business. And then I still felt the same way. Like the things that they were teaching me were outdated. Gotcha. It wasn't accommodating to 2000, you know, 17, 2019 and that time frame. I was like, this is dumb. And then like, so I dropped out again and I was like, I had this, thought like okay I'm so far in like I've taken so many classes so I was like what am I good at that I don't know much about and it was like computers so I like I decided two months ago to go back into school and okay. do IT which is something that I'm very versed in but there's still a lot that I don't know like I don't know coding I don't know like programming and I think um back <laughs> computer engineer right here yeah yeah the computer I would did computer and electrical engineering for two and a half years at Marquette Mm-hmm. And then uh, I dropped out because it was the sure thing to do out of high school if I was good at math and science, you know, and I just happened to be good at math and science. Mm-hmm. It wasn't my passion. Yeah. Definitely not. Uh, I like computers and stuff like that, but to, to coding was boring. Yeah. Yeah. To me, yeah, coding is one of those things you need a whole bunch of Adderall for. Yeah, boy. Um, I know a lot of guys that are into coding and. I mean, they pop them the bad boys all the time. Um, they get a lot of shit done, though. <laughs> I miss... I, I was telling my, my wife's never done Adderall before. I, I used to do it all the damn time because I was the college student. Mm-hmm. It was, like, popping Tic Tacs. Uh, she's never done I feel like I should, like, get her some. <laughs> just so she can but try. Yeah. It's... it's, uh, it's it'll, you'll get some no, shit done. Plenty sure. of shit done around the house. It'll be crazy. So, um, so what else? I mean, I know music takes a big part of your life. It does. Um, but, but like, what are, what are some of your other passions? I know you got some kids. I know they some kids. <laughs> All right. So I got a Brady bunch. There right? you go. Uh, my wife came with three from a previous marriage. Okay. And then we have three of our own. So that's six total. So three. you got a basketball, pretty yeah. much you got a basketball. Three team. boys and three girls. Okay. Yeah. Uh, ages range from the oldest is 19 and the youngest is, I want to say he's five. Okay. Yeah. So just, yeah. Damn, you just have a fucking sitcom. <laughs> Easily. How, how is that? I mean, I got three. Um, I, I don't plan to have any more. Don't have any more. Uh, <laughs> but I mean, that's gotta be chaos. It, it is. It's, and you know what? Honestly, it's why I think I wake up at the ass crack of dawn. To make sure that I can get my music ta- like in so that when I wake up... Well, now the kids don't have to be taken to school, but they have to be homeschooled, yeah. basically. So, 
that's a whole other grind that I have to put into my schedule now. Yeah. Uh, but the damn coronavirus, man. <laughs> it was no joke. Yeah. Uh, did they, the schools give you like um, curriculum to, to help? Yeah, uh, actually, we went to pick up packets for each of our kids okay. today. So they have their, their grade packets and they're going to work on them, basically. That's good. I mean, it sucks, but I get it. I mean, I've done enough research to to, to know that it, it's inconvenient for a lot of these closures. I'm really pissed about sports, you know, but when you can limit the the massive interactions amongst people, the 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 mortality rate like goes way down. You know, if you don't have any procedures or any precautions. I mean, the, the mortality rate skyrockets. And as we see, I mean, we don't know enough either to, to know exactly what the implications are long term. Exactly. So to do it now versus trying to figure it out when half the population has it, um, I, you know, I, I, I think it's for the best. Like, you know, you, we work for sure, you know, me and you, that's how we yes. know each other. Um, they just implemented, you know, just deliveries, no yep. setups. So I think, I mean, that's good. And I think the customers, they understand. They do. And uh, it's a phone. Like, you've probably <laughs> set up a phone before. Um, but, yeah, man, that's, that's got to, yeah, got to put a damper on your day. I mean, that's too, how, how, how much do they want you to um, kind of sit down with your kids? and? Oh, I feel like. As compared to like when we were kids, uh, it's it's, I want to say it's like a three hour dedication of sitting down with each child and working through whatever packet it is yeah. that they have for the week. Yeah, when I, well, I mean when we were growing up, but if you kind of look at it, you're probably only getting three hours of training in school anyway, because you get into your classroom. The, the teacher's spending like half an hour trying to calm everyone down and then gets through like 20 minutes of lecture and then the bell rings. No. And then you're like, all right. And then you got 10 minutes of like walking through the halls to get to your next class and then you're just fucking around. And then now the next teacher's got to try to calm down the rest of the kids and then recess and lunch. <laughs> and then you go back and then you're tired because you just ate. Man. Yeah, so like when I went to school, man, I... I'll tell everybody this. I don't know how I made it. I think a lot of times because I transferred schools a lot, um, especially in high school, because I was in foster care, I think the teachers just kind of like felt bad for me because they knew that I was like family. Yeah. I knew I was family, but they like hit me with that D and that C. <laughs> and I was like, shit, I'll take it. And when I graduated and I was wearing that uh, the little robe and the cap and shit, I was like, man, I shouldn't be here. <laughs> I was telling people around me, I was like, I they fucked up. <laughs> they messed up. Let me through the system. Fuck it. Yeah, I made it. Um, the thing was, is I wasn't geared for school. And I think now with the internet, well, the internet age and being able to, uh, to learn things that you want to learn, I think it's more imperative to just have self-awareness. Especially like now, you know, we have kids now. Is I always ask them, what do you want to do? What do you want to do? You don't have to be a firefighter. What do you want to do? And I just keep asking that question just because I think it's important for them to keep it in the back of their minds that you can do anything as long as they kind of put their their effort to it. I mean, even if, like, say if they want to do sports, 
all right, you might not make it in the pros, but try. Yeah. You know, like develop a good three point shot. You might make it. I mean, that's what they look for. Um, but yeah, it's a. I think it's important to to kind of develop a skill. Yeah. And just grind that out. You yes. don't have to be good at everything, but if you're good at one thing, like really good at one thing, that's gonna take you far. It reminds me of drawing. I used to draw a lot when I was a kid. Okay. And I, when I got to high school, I started getting really into like anime style drawing, mm-hmm. and I was getting really good. And then when I got to college, I would like walk around campus and draw things. And then freshman year after freshman year, it just I just stopped drawing, and then I never got back into it. What happened? Uh, a lot of life, females. Yeah. Like caring about other shit more that wasn't as important as my art, man. Distractions. That's been my kryptonite too, man. Like I look back at at all the times I was just trying to impress girls, and I wasn't developing my crafts, like things that I was like wanting to do. Um, I look back, I'm like, man, I want that time back. <laughs> Give me that time back, yo. But, but honestly. Uh, for with all those years that I felt like I wasted, when I once I turned thirty two and decided to do this producer stuff like seriously, I felt like I've progressed so much in very little time, and that's because I've thrown myself into it one hundred percent because I know the benefits of doing that and actually wanting to improve, like genuinely wanting to improve, like. I've, I've been able to progress so much just because on a day-to-day basis, I do the same thing over and over again. Yeah. I, I think that's the key. I think, you know, repetition, the big overlying thing is, is you're doing something that you, like, it's not work. No. You're, you know, when, anytime that I've done anything like that felt like work, I did, I lost interest. Um, but if I'm having fun with it, if yeah. I'm enjoying it, I like just doing these podcasts. Like people are like, "Man, you do like two, three hour podcasts sometimes, don't you get sick of it?" I'm like, "No, because I'm just talking to people." Yeah, having a good conversation. I just with people, man. and that and that's what I love to do. And like when I stream, people are like, "Damn, you stream for eight hours." I'm like, "I would have been doing this shit anyway." <laughs> like I would, you know, and you know, then divvying that up with work and then. Um, you know, family time, I th- and then school now. It's just like, school's taking a lot of my time. But it's just about time management and then just finding things that you're passionate about that doesn't feel like... I, I mean, and I'm probably going to speak for you, but when you're behind that keyboard and you're looking at, at your beat selections and you're just like, I'm, I'm like, I'm, I'm doing this. There's a catalog now that um, I'm proud of and it doesn't feel like, like I had to work at all definitely now that you've made me think about that it's kind of places a few things into perspective uh just going back i can probably tell when like my beat started taking a turn for the best mm-hmm. <laughs> and that was probably around the time that i got this bad boy because the key lab 49 yes the key lab 49 essential by arturia uh, it's 49 keys. It's not a full-size keyboard, but it was a big step up from my 25 key that I was using, and it was very limited. Yeah. So, it's you made a world pad, difference. You got some pads up there, yeah, too. Yeah, the, the pads to drum it's it out. Drums, yeah. So, it's... 
So how do you learn? How do I? I am... I can be a visual learner, but I have to do it myself. You just smash the keys and figure yeah, out what happens? I have to do it myself. I can um, I can play the actual guitar pretty well. Um, I'm not the best. I'm, I'm not a, a virtuoso or anything. Sure. But I can hold my own. And I also play the hell out of rock band. Okay, so you got, you got the... Finger dexterity, like crazy. So... I can figure things out on the keys just because of that. Mm-hmm. Um, I can always play you something just to show you that I can actually play the piano. But uh, uh, aside from that, like everything that I've played, it's just I figure it out. Even my wife's clarinet, I'm gonna figure that out. <laughs> record something with it. I uh, I tried playing a clarinet. I I don't have the. Uh... The, the, the whistle the whistle yeah because they're like you, you it's like you're uh yes yeah, like you're whistling into I forgot how how this girl said to do it but I couldn't do it like I was spitting and <laughs> I was spitting a clarinet and she's like she's like give this shit back to me because this is disgusting I'll figure it out eventually yeah what other 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 than clarinet is there some some other instrument that you're my mom has always wanted me to play the saxophone. Uh, That's another one of those where you're just spitting into the... Yeah. <laughs> um, but for me, uh, I can also hold my own in drums, and I just want to be able to invest in my own set so that yeah. I can have it at home and actually practice because I don't listen. I know other drummers have practice on pillows and just table drumming before they actually got their first sets and stuff yeah. like that, but... I, I'm ready for my set now, but that's a huge investment that I'm not ready for right now. You should get a Congo drum. Something. Something. Bon- was it a bongo? Ba- the bongo. I said Congo. The, the Congo. And then uh, steal like some steel drums, make it sound very Jamaican. <laughs> you know what? I'm actually not very drawn to like reggae. Like r- true to roots reggae. Yeah. Like. I, I can enjoy it if somebody's playing it, but to play it myself, I probably wouldn't. Do you do like it. ska music? Ska's okay. Yeah. I, Ska's are, okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, I got a friend who, who loves ska music. <laughs> he's like the sublime. He loves like, real, like, I think it's Big Fish. Or, real Big Fish. Real Big Fish. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he's always telling me, he's like, man, listen to them. The RX Bandits. There's, I could probably name a few bands, but to like love Scott nah yeah not really do you do any um, integration with uh, rock and hip hop and uh, I try I actually have a song where I don't know do you know who the Smiths are mm-hmm. yes I actually uh, kind of have a a riff inspired by the riffs in the hip hop kind okay. of track I can play that for you in a little bit it's awesome man I'm I'm jealous, man. I'm jealous. No need to be because honestly, this is this has been years in the making. Like, I've put a lot of time and weird, weird time segments into this shit. So I'm feel like I'm barely now starting to really benefit because I finally have a path that's like clear now. So what what kind of softwares are you using? Okay, uh, so for the DAW that I use, the DAW, whatever yeah, you want to call DAW, it, yeah. uh, I use Studio One by Personas. 
Okay. Uh, Studio One Four Professional. Uh, I upgraded to Professional after having the artist version for like a year, and I didn't really use it. And then uh, once I started using it, I was like, I need the pro version, and mm-hmm. I finally upgraded like three months in, and. You can hear the difference in my music once I upgraded to the pro version. Okay. Yeah, definitely. But uh, it's not a popular at all, but it is thorough as hell. I make my beats and master my stuff all on the same software. Okay. So it's 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 solid. What do you think about the other? What do you think about like? Well, what's another one? Fruit Loop, Fruit pro, Loops, Pro Tools, Pro Tools. Uh, what do I think? Uh, like let's say. I admire those who can use those other garage does like <laughs> garage man. Lord. Uh, I actually there's one that I've been meaning to look into and that's Ableton Live. Ableton, yeah. yeah. I know about that. I've been meaning to look into Ableton just because of uh, just some producers that I'm really into use Ableton and it's, my thing is just like if I can make my shit sound anywhere near as close to theirs, I can definitely switch over but I'm fairly fairly like dedicated to my DAW because well, you know that's it. why I, I know it and it's gotten to me to where I am now yeah so what who are who are some people that you like to work with uh some people that I like to work with shout out to Already Free Already Free is an artist from uh Texas uh that's at Already free. Free is P H R three three. Cool dude. Uh, he is a God fearing man or a God loving man. I better said. And you can be both. Yeah, both. <laughs> <laughs> and he is a dope ass slow rhymer. Like, okay. Really, really cool. He actually bought a beat for me. Uh, not too long ago, and he's gonna release it very soon, so I'll be able to post that for you. So you That's can, awesome. yeah, so you can hear that. So does he do a lot of chopped and screwed? Uh, I haven't heard him do any chopped and screwed or, or anything like that. But um, his his voice is so deep already, kind of like uh, yeah. like Slim Thug. Okay. Yeah, it was like really deep, so uh, it it works for him. And it really works for him. Them Texas boys, man. Yeah, That's and solid. there's actually a couple of other dudes. Uh. There's a felon who actually did record to one of my songs. So there's a song out there that, with one of my beats on it. Uh, he's pretty cool. He's from uh, Maryland, I believe. Okay. So uh, shout out to him. And uh, let's think. Keith. Keith is not just a street <laughs> here in Milwaukee. Keith is an artist from Michigan. Okay. He's another pretty dope dude. Very unorthodox. Old school flow. Uh, kind of reminds me of like... That Bay Area pimp talk, okay, kind of just but but he spits knowledge. I kind of like his braggadocio. It's really cool. He's been asking for a lot of my beats lately, and he's been sending me back some fire. So once he releases those, that's gonna be cool too. Mm-hmm. Um, are you trying to so like when you work with these artists, when you kind of put you know mixtape together, are you trying to be like like a DJ Khaled? Type ask and kind of getting all these artists onto like a uh, like compilation. Compilation, yeah. Uh, I haven't decided on taking that approach just yet. Okay. Uh, I've thought about it. Yeah. I have thought about it, and honestly, just because I'm starting to really start working with artists all over Twitter and Instagram, uh, I'm going to be able to do that. 
uh, very soon. Uh, shout out to Karma, by the way, from Texas as well. And shout out to the homie, uh, Justin Loans from Chicago, also Bay Area dude. He, he flies back and forth. Okay. Uh, he recently, uh, I put up a Twitter, uh, a tweet that uh, asked for three artists to respond to a tweet that can get a free three-pack beat, basically. So three artists that I'm going to be working with, they're going to be getting three of those beats and they're going to be recording uh, tracks. And uh, the only thing I'm asking for in return, I'm not making them pay for it, obviously, because they're free, but it would be like a, a 50-50 split on the distro kid if they decide to release it to Spotify and stuff like that. Oh, okay. But uh, aside from that... Uh, Anybody else I forgot, I apologize. There's a lot of you guys out there, uh, and I appreciate every single one of you. When, so when you started to to now, when was the, the flipping point where artists were coming up to you and saying like, hey, like, I, I want to be a part of that. Let me, let me grab this. Okay. Because um... you... Because in retrospect, you haven't been doing it this that. that. No, I haven't. And like within a year, like a, I, oh, seven months, okay. eight months. So, out of that seven months, when was somebody like yo, like I want to work with you? Uh, the sixth month, maybe. So you just turned the corner. Oh bro. yeah. That's oh, this awesome. is this is all fairly new to me. That's awesome, man. It's 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 a beautiful thing. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, it's keeping me busy. Yeah. To uh to kind of share. To share that sentiment, like I've been doing jujitsu for like uh like four or five months now. Okay. And I just started turning the corner. Like I just like at month three, like I just started like feeling like I knew what the hell I was doing. Um, <laughs> that muscle memory started because, to kick in. Yeah, because like the first like three months, like I had no idea. Like I was getting choked out left and right. I was getting just bodied. Like my cardio sucked. Like I sucked. I was leaving the gym, like, every day, like, fuck, man, what am I doing? And uh, then, like, by my third month, like, when I got in there, I was like, all right, I'm going to choke somebody the fuck out. <laughs> and, I, you know, when you choke somebody for the first time, you're like, damn, I just did this shit. Or you throw throw someone in a triangle. You know, pretty much you're using your legs to choke somebody out. I was like, they tapped. I was like, oh, <laughs> fuck yeah. Hell yeah. Um, but, yeah, man, it's awesome. And I'm... Um, no, I'm glad that we talk because I, we, me and you kind of work in a situation where we kind of only see each other for like five, ten minutes. Yeah. And then we get on our way and then do our. I've had a couple of um, instances where I just, uh, I just strike, strike up a conversation with somebody and, uh, I was at an airport, and one of my podcasts was from a, from a guy I just met at an airport. Okay. I was like, hey, what's up, man? I was like, what's up, dude? Where are you going? He's like, I'm going to Vegas. I'm like, yeah, fucking me too. I'm like, what's up? He's like, man, let's fucking hang out. <laughs> and then, like, a few months later, or no, like, a year later, I was like, dude, like, what's up, man? Let's go fucking do a podcast together. And he's like, yeah, I'm down. And uh, whenever I get a chance to, like, meet with someone and get get to know a little bit about them it's a it's a you never know what you're gonna learn it's hey it's been a pleasant experience i'm not even gonna lie uh be able to talk about myself is something i don't get to do often nobody really gets to and then and this is a very like disarming way to do it because while it's just me and you here 
you forget like there's like a microphone here so we're just like talking about some like personal stuff and it's it's not like you're like it's not like you have a room full of people like and you're you get nervous you're like okay i'm starting the self-center yeah. you know self-censor i'm going to you know be me and i'm gonna tell my story and I've seen this with people like they'll they'll tell me like some basic stuff, and then they'll do the same thing you did. They're like, "All right, I'm gonna get deep now." Yeah. Because they feel like, "All right, now I'm comfortable." Um, and I've been the same way, even on my own podcast, where it just we start talking about jujitsu or something that um, it's very just regular type of talk, and then eventually, like I just boom, just hit them with like, "Oh yeah, I was a foster kid. It fucking sucked." And I used yeah. to get abused, <laughs> and they're like, and they're like, "Dude, like." We can edit that out if you want. I'm like, no, man, fucking keep the shit in there, man. Nah, Let's fucking keep it rolling. Because, uh, I mean, that's part of my life, man. That's part of uh, my journey. And, you know, with, you know, kind of your, you know, mental health. And, you know, that's part of who you are. Yeah. And it's a part of the reason why you, de- you know, you dedicate to your craft. Because it's therapy for you. Yep. Um, you know, some people, they take medicine. Some people, they do therapy. And some people create their own therapy. And... You know, I, I admire that because people that people that struggle, like I know people that have anxiety and people that have depression, they're fighting every day. Yeah. And when you get something that alleviates that, that's like a positive thing that you can share with everyone, it's a very like inspiring thing. Oh yeah. It's awesome, man. I'm 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 very grateful that I found like finally found something that stuck. Did you find it or did it find you? Oh, shit. Who knows? It probably found me. I think about that a lot, like, with ideas and, with, like, with, like, because, like, I think about, like, the guitar thing. Like, I just bought a guitar. I'm like, why the fuck did, like, what possessed me to do that? And I, like, think back and I'm like, why, why do these ideas, like, manifest themselves? Um, and it's just a weird, uh, life is weird. Life is weird. Life is strange. Have you ever played that game? I did. Yeah, I love that game. That game was that game was trippy. Uh, Life is strange. They did a second one. I haven't played the second one yet. I haven't either. Are you big into video games? Uh, I used to be huge into video games. Mm-hmm. Uh, now I just have my Switch, and I'll play it once in a while. Yeah, I got I got them all, man. I got I well, got a Switch. I have a PS4 and the Xbox, but the kids took them over, so like. I, I guess when I was manic, I just started giving shit away. Sure. I gave away my Xbox, my PS4. My kids have them in their rooms. They're loving them, so I'm good. Yeah, I went crazy a couple of times. And I started giving shit away, too. And then, like, this was when I was in the military. And the commander comes to my house. And I'm like, hey, man, you okay? Are you giving everything away, dude? <laughs> I'm like, man, fuck it. I don't give a shit about any of this uh, stuff. Yeah. They're like, all right, man, we got to go talk to somebody, dude, because we think you're going through some shit. I'm like, all right. <laughs> At least you were receptive. Yeah. I, I probably would have fought it. I fought it up until I, my 30s. Well, I went, and they're like, yeah, you probably have PTSD. I'm like, bitch, I know this. <laughs> like, I fucking... And they're like... And they're... Because, they're, like, I went to Iraq, and, and, like, there's two types of, like, PTSD. There's, um... You know, when you go through a traumatic event, you know, like a car accident, and then you have this heightened sense of, like, the vi- vigilance. And when you're overseas, um, 
you just have that 24 I can seven. only imagine. Like, you, you, you fall victim to that paranoia. Yeah. So, like, and I worked at nights, too. So, like, well, you weren't supposed to have your cliff and, and your, your weapon, but they were kidnapping fucking people on base and shit. And I fucking always had one in the chamber. I'm walking, and I'm like, what the fuck? Like, and they, we had a bus route that, that would go around, and I stopped taking the bus. I'm like, fuck this. So I walked, like, two miles up, like, <laughs> Oh, two man. Miles. And, like... You know, there was a couple of attacks on the base, and, you know, while I didn't, like, I didn't experience, like, a lot of, uh, you know, any of the, the movies, you know, um, every day was just like, man, I'm going to go out here, and it's going to fucking suck, yeah. and I might get fucking hit with a mortar, <laughs> or I might get, I, I might get kidnapped, and I, so when you come back commend you for that and then you're like you know doing 24 7 operations so it's like yeah. you're just you know there's some days where you don't fucking sleep you just chill i could i can completely understand that i used to well not because i was in the military just because of other shit but yeah the no sleeping constantly awake that's what drove me to like go crazy basically yeah i mean some days i do it now um and i don't do it on purpose but like you know, for example, like I'll, I'll go, like I'll go to work now, and then sometimes I'll go home, and for whatever reason, my mind's just racing, just yeah. with ideas or thoughts, and then like it'll be like ten o'clock in the morning, and I'm like, well, I can't sleep now. I'm gonna wake up for work. Damn. Um, yeah, I know, I know that all too well, man. But but my the military trained me for that, so like I can I can function off of just little sleep. Um, and, but then the next day I'm, I'm crashed. Like I'll sleep for 10, 10 hours. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, there's there's that sense of heightened security where you just like you think everything is something, and you start reading the situations that aren't there, and that's what I felt like. I I look at things and I'm like, yeah, this this is sketchy, and people are like, what's what's wrong, man? So even now, like it's. Like busy or like really pet packed areas, I don't do well in. Yeah, like, okay, um, I understand. Um, like even now when I'm driving, I see something like on the side of the road. I think it's like an IED. So like my heart, like I feel my heart rate. Oh boy! But but my mind, is I like, know. But my mind is like, dude, like man, it's like, there. Hey, it's yeah. cool, man. Like you're. So I have to talk to myself. I'm like, man, quit being a little bitch, dude. You're okay, man. Damn. Oh, but yeah, so that's kind of what... And I that's was what, the only one. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, I talk about it a lot. I talk about mental health um, yeah. just because it's it's real and people fucking suffer from it. Yes, sir. Um, I have a friend. She's a girl. I'm not going to shout her out on here, but she just suffers from bipolar too. And um, I mean, she's got a family now and, you know, I just... When, when I kind of thought about the conversations me and her have had, like, I'm like, man, like, because you can't tell them, like, it's going to be okay. Like, you, like, they don't, they don't want to hear that. Yeah. So you're kind of stuck, like, I always say, like, hey, I'm here. Like, I'm here for you. Whatever you need, you know, if this sucks, we'll, we'll do it together um, type thing because I used to be like, hey, everything's going to be okay. Yeah, it doesn't work. And it doesn't, like, because people tell me that shit and it pisses me off. Like, I just, I've learned over the time, especially doing podcasts, that some people, they just want you to listen to them. They don't want judgment. They don't want advice. They don't want, they just want to get the shit out. And, um, 
luckily now I have a podcast, so anyone that wants to to do that, they can. And no judgment, no advice, unless they want it. And just get them where they need to be, for sure. Um, man, I gotta fucking leave soon, man. Um, but I got like 10 more minutes where we can just fucking chalk up. And if you have anything that I didn't ask, my biggest thing that I like to ask is, was there a question that I didn't ask that I should have? a question that you didn't ask? Uh, I know we talked about artists. Well, I talked about artists that I was working with, but there's definitely a producer, two producers that I want to shout out right now, uh, for sure. Uh, one being my partner in crime, uh, we decided to form this like duo alliance called nice. Quattro Black. Okay. <laughs> He's uh, his, he goes by the name of Blackfist. Okay. On Twitter, you can find him on Instagram as well. Uh, dope dude. He's from out in uh, I think he's out in Pennsylvania. And then uh, there's another dude. Uh, damn, there's so many people that I work with that now now that I work with that I'm starting like. Things are starting to fall into my head. Put them out there, man. Um, it's all good. I won that competition. Uh, I, I was part of a, a contest, the Loopsicles of Volume 1 contest and on Twitter. And I got first place. And the guy that was holding the event, his name is Andre Mariette. And he's dope as hell. Uh, shout out to him. Huge shout out to him. He's from Minneapolis. Um... I'm going to be able to work closely with him very, very, very soon. And then uh, whoever else I missed, I know Pete Cazzo, I know you're out there, bro. <laughs> Kenny Blue, I know you're out there, bro. Uh, fucking uh, Rich Illuminati, <laughs> I know you're out there, bro. Just throw them out there, man. Man, everybody from, from Twitter that fucks with me on a daily basis, uh, that's where most of my following is from, is Twitter. I get busy on Twitter. I figured it out, at least to a certain extent. Yeah. Instagram, I, I'm figuring it out, but I don't like it. Uh, and Facebook. Uh, Facebook. I don't even want to talk about Facebook. <laughs> I, just, I, just don't, I just don't like to use it for some reason. The, uh, do you have a fan page on Facebook? I do. Okay. I do. So that was, that was the first question. The other thing is... is as I hate Facebook too, for personal use. Yes. But it has the like, LinkedIn and Facebook have the most like organic reach, um, and then for Facebook you can target like say if you're trying to promote something. Yeah. It's the best way to deploy like ads, um, on there. Um, Instagram is cool for pictures. I know that there's an audio element to it, too, that you've kind of utilized. Yeah. Um, but Twitter, for networking for other artists, I found that, like, that's, like, the the easiest way to network with other artists. And I mean, I'm not even in the game, and artists will come up, like... That's cool. Though. Like, they'll be like, hey, like, check out my beat. I'm like, all right, <laughs> like, all right, cool, man, I'll check it out. I'll let you know if it's fire or not. Most times it's not. But I appreciate them. Stop sending me beats. <laughs> I'm a producer. Uh, I put my email out there for artists to like. People send you beats. Oh yeah, they're like, yeah, I saw your tweet, and it's like you didn't read my tweet. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm not asking for beats. Unso- unsolicited beats. <laughs> um. What else, man? Where do uh? 
Where do people find you? Uh, you can find me uh, at Grant Four Quattro. Yeah, so Grant Quattro basically. Um, I have all of it too. Yeah, so that's on Instagram. That's my handle on Twitter, and that's my handle on Facebook as well. So you'll be able to find me on all three of those. Uh, I have music on all major streaming uh, platforms. Spotify. Spotify, Tidal. Uh, I have so I have two beat tapes out. I have two beat tapes out. Uh, you'll find those on YouTube, Google Play, Amazon, anywhere you can look. It's called The Elf in His Bag Tape, one and two. Okay. <laughs> and then uh, I have a SoundCloud link as well on my social medias that will uh, let you see the entries to my Loopsicles contests, entries, whatever. I, I posted all of those up, so you'll be able to hear all of those as well as the winning track and any new tracks that I post I usually put on my SoundCloud now. Awesome. So yeah. Cool man. What's uh my final question I guess is what what's next? 2020? 2020. What's in the works for 2020? Trying to stay away from coronavirus and what else? That's that's <laughs> point A and point B is to continue to wild myself because I'm starting to become thoroughly impressed with my abilities and I want to never have that stop. I want to always be making great music. So yeah, that's the goal, man. Yeah, we're fucking under there, man. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we got fucking Ellen Rodriguez. Alright, we got it done, man. I appreciate you. Alright, stay safe from that coronavirus. Alright, and we're out of here. Bye, Adios. bitches.